Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Geek Down. I am Pat B. On the line today, we have Shayna Shay. What's up? And Manda Panda. Hey. Hey, welcome back to The Geek Down. We have an awesome, action-packed, fun-filled show for you. Today, we are talking about Blackwood, The Morning. Yeah. Actually, The Morning After. Oh, I messed up the title. Yo, this <laughs> is, yeah, this is a trade page back. Uh, we're actually taking us back to Blackwood College, a university for students who are in the world of the occult, but not training to be wizards or warlocks or sorcerers or whatnot. They just cover all spectrum of all things spooky. And we're going like to get into that. like a cult adjacent, right? Like yeah, kind you of know. A, it's in their world. They know of it, but they're not of it. Yeah, they're not vampires. They're not werewolves. They're just like perpendicular weirdos, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Also, we're going to be talking about Not for Broadcast, the telethon. Now, a while ago, Tiny Build brought us the game Not for Broadcast, which is a video editing simulator in their own Tiny Build style. The latest in that line is the Telethon. We've got our hands on it. We're going to give you the nitty-gritty, itty-bitty bits in just a little bit. And then we close out with Get Duped. When I say get, you say duped. Get duped. Get duped. There you go. We're talking about Get Duped. This is a movie released on Amazon Video. Uh, starring Eddie Izzard and a bunch of other people. And I say starring loosely, and we'll tell you about why in just a little bit. But first, let's talk about Blackwood the Morning After. Shane, you want to give us a little bit on what Blackwood the Morning After is about? So Blackwood the Morning After, and I must must point out that it is morning, not M-O-R-N. ING time but, of day. But, yes, yeah. but the state of emotion the morning after is like, actually like, kind of important. Yeah, so you mean that. if you have if you have images of like someone dressed all in black with like a veil over their eyes, crying, doing the walk of shame somehow still? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. This is about death, I would assume. Yes. So yes. we so the morning after, this is a continuation um and what is this whole series called? It's just called Blackwood, right? Yes. Okay. Make sure I remember that right. Um, so this is a continuation of the Blackwood series where you meet students at the Blackwood College for the Occult. And we start this particular section of story right after the dean has died. And they're trying to deal with some crazy stuff that is happening connected to the dean's passing. And what that turns out to be is shenanigans and hijinks. So many shenanigans and hijinks. Mm. I mean, and I think, I dumb, dumb children. Oh my God, the children are dumb. <laughs> yeah. We're following three kids. Uh, we're following. Uh, I'm Rick sorry, Rose not all of them are dumb. The black kid is actually kind of smart. The but he's not one of the kids, three. though. He's like he's like the uh, he's like the uh, the alumni that came back and just kind of got embroiled with these dumbass. Uh, I kids. thought he was their age. Uh, no, he's like, older, I thought his remember, mother was... was a faculty member. No, he's the older, like he's their RA. That that type uh, of thing. Like he's okay, an upperclassman, or he like he's like a fresh grad who came back okay, for the funeral. You know, yeah. So he's slightly older, but I guess still of that age where they can manipulate him. We're talking about this dude Jamar. So the people we're following, we're following uh, Stephen, Rako, uh, Ren, and, uh, and Jamar. Jamar. And these are the dumbass kids we follow. Yeah, you know? and oh my God, their names fit their character types so yeah. freaking well. Steven, like, 
if only he was just more perceptive of his surroundings sometimes he probably he's wouldn't get into half as much trouble yeah he's the um he's you know he's, he's the one. the friend who's usually the comedy relief in a situation Guys, he's like guy. he's kind of a goober like he's a nice kid but he's a goober and so highly um, this young man yeah like it's just like because you know that character type the the put upon best friend kind of like cameron from freaking um Earth Bueller. Yep. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, oh, he's that archetype. I love Cameron. Like, because nothing Cameron. really goes right for him. But, you yeah, know. Cameron should, Cam, for, for, can, I, can I just go off record of saying Cameron should have beat Ferris's ass? He probably should have. But, you I'm know. In my house, take my daddy's car. You know what's happening. And then. Just reverse and then cause... the miles will go away. I promise. Um, no. No, so, you man. have to open the speedometer and do it manually. Like. Yo, why you got to shit? did. Why you got like intimate now? You know, never mind. Continue, please. Just... Anyway, because um, <laughs> that's how it works. Um, you have Reiko, who is the like she's just such an archetype. She's just she's the cool she is, Asian though. She kid. She really was. She's the cool Asian kid. That's who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ren is the brat. She's a brat. Like that's who yeah, she what is. What was her problem from like the jump? She's a, she's she, a brat. Just cha- she just challenges everything and, and stuff. She, uh, and then the books and stuff. And she was like. Oh, we're gonna have to learn these spells. She's like, uh, I'm like, you're at a yeah. school for the occult. Are you serious? Like, she's so rejected. Like, she's well, as you go farther rejected. along, she's like all jazzed to have like very dangerous alchemic chemicals in her uh, in her in her dorm room, just like chilling there. Like, he's like, aren't you afraid? She you is. Know, this she stuff is. is dangerous? She's like, proverbial. Nah, I got a cause. Like, she's the proverbial rebel without a cause. Like, and she not in the hard though. Yeah, like she, like she just wants. Well, even it's not even really a cause. She just wants to stir up stuff and cause chaos. And and yeah, I get she's it. She's so that she kid. Want to watch and, the word burn? Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, she really doesn't have the fortitude for it. Like she's not really that kid. She's that kid who, essentially, she's that girl when you're a teenager who thinks she's super edgy and wears the like the really heavy eyeliner. And then when you meet her again in like hey, 15 hey. years, she settled down with like three kids in suburbia hey, with a pearl hey. necklace. Hey. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like Amanda has I, something to say. Yes. I mean, I'd be careful about judging those with really thick eyeliner and the ball. No, no, I wore really. I still kind of. <laughs> I wore really. Th- I'm not talking about necessarily the goth kids. I'm talking about the goth poser. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just saying, the, some of us had some hard feelings in high school. We were channeling it wherever we yeah, could. Yeah, because some of us had real problems when we were teens <laughs> and we're really going through some stuff. But then there's those teenagers who think all their problems are that big. And I think that's who Ren is. Sorry, that little bit outraged there was adorable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, I really, I really I, like this book though. Um, it's by Evan Dorkin, and uh, I actually, uh, I was very surprised by the fact that uh, the humor is one of the things that got me. And not like, oh, it's a funny comedy book, but in the dialogue, they actually wrote the way people speak. Like, I could see this actually being portrayed on yeah. like, screen with yeah. realistic dialogue because they got inside jokes among them. The faculty has a different way of speaking. It's not all uniform writing. And they have random references to real-world stuff, like actual side conversations that sound Oh, like- my God, they referenced Animal Crossing. I laughed my butt off when that happened. <laughs> Like, oh my god, it feels very tangential to my life. Though. They were like, I just got my tent, and I'm like, ha! This is positive, man. I, I was very surprised. I, was, I didn't think I was going to hate it off the bat. It was an interesting premise, but I like the fact that it wasn't just a good story like in progression. To me, at least. I, I thought it was 
um, well written in the interpersonal relationships between the characters. Because you can see a difference between the way they interact with Jamar versus the way that, you know, the older kid and the younger kids yeah. versus, uh, versus the way, uh, well, versus the way Ren and Steven are just like, mm-mm-mm. Because I think those two eventually are going to be, mm-mm-mm. You give it time. That's where I said Probably. it. I said it. Because he's the proverbial nice guy and she's the hard-edged girl. He's not the. I don't think he's. I don't think he's the nice guy. I think he's just the dude. Well, no, where it's like, like the Yo, nice why you guy in the traditional. Like this, All I wanted to be was a friend. Well, I don't mean in the modern coining of being a nice guy. I mean, like you mean the nineteen eighties movie. Uh, yeah. He's, yeah. Okay. Like, oh, he's nice. I've never but seen. I've I never wouldn't seen date before. him. Yeah, uh, until something happens, and then he's totally. And they're like, oh, oh no! I see you as a man now. Now what do I do? <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, that's no. I could totally see that being their character arc. <laughs> She's done with her bad boy face. He could, he no. could stand to mature a little bit though. Like like get your stuff together, boy. Like, well, my man threw up. My man threw up on, on the dead. My man threw up on dead body. It's just like yo, you yes. know. I mean, hey. I yeah, mean, have you, you know. guys not thrown up on dead bodies? Is that not a thing? I've, no. I have not thrown up most, on a dead body. In most horror movies, as soon as they find the dead body, whoever has the weakest constitution usually throws up. Well, I cannot and say I have that many, that much personal experience with dead bodies, but good to know, Amanda, that you, you put in that research. You know all this from movies, and we're not going to ask what's behind that curtain right now. Pile of corpses. What, 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 what uh -huh. curtain are you talking about? Um... The way this plays out is the dean of the school has died and a friend of the three kids that we meet and their older friend has also died. Everyone's preparing for the funeral, not just the dean's funeral, but also now who's going to take over the administration. You know, now what's going to happen to the kids in the school year because with the dean's death, a curse has been placed on the current student, um, student body. So the, specifically the scholarship students. I was like, why the yeah, poor the kids? Students. Why, why, why are the poor kids? Why, why are the poor kids being targeted? I think, it's, I, th I think they were probably the only ones there over like the over like the, thought, the summer semester thing. The dean cursed them because he yeah, with the, the book. Yeah, and with now his the death. book's missing, and without the book, they can't reverse it. So these kids are like dying now. Damn, Amanda. Yep, and like, spoilers. And the no, two headed I didn't chimp. Say how? I'm just saying. Well, the two headed chimp is protecting the book somewhere. Yo, that two headed chimp was wild. I love. I wasn't gonna bring up the monkey. See? It's part of the. All right. Well, there's. I wasn't like, gonna say nothing. Well, they set up the monkey in the first chapter. Stuff. They did. They did. They yeah. they said it. So it's got all types of weird occult stuff. Like, uh, there is a two-headed chimp. I like how the heads were arguing with each other, and they've got their own like language. And then it does this. It has to do like this really gangster thing. Like, oh, I lost my train of thought. I was stuck. I was thinking about that damn monkey. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's there's it, it, it throws in various uh, types of occult story accoutrements that you may have come across in other uh, stories that are similar to this without necessarily ripping anything off. I like that yeah, because it's I like that book, without assuming complete idiocy on the audience. You don't have to assume and and over explain every single step you pick it up as you go along which made it a more enjoyable read for me because i'm getting into the dialogue i'm getting into the play out i'm sitting there reading this thing like you dumbass kids why are you stealing a dead body you idiot yeah. kids why are you in this van like oh and i and I, well i enjoy I when you can react to a story like bad choices i really Oh well, man, so what were your impressions? Like, I feel we really we've so kind of overshadowed no, you, but laid on us. You guys have literally everything I would have talked about. You've brought up like I like the interwoven 
you know, character building between the whole the team. Mm-hmm. Like seeing them all kind of develop and like, oh, they're actually going to, I think they're actually going to get unified and like in a way that it's actually going to like work. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Like I re- I'm really very much, I'm very character study driven. So I like characters. I want mm-hmm. characters to tell me the story. Like I don't want you to plop a generic character and then lead them through your narrative. Like if they're being led, then you're not doing your job as a writer. Right. Uh, that's fair. So, and I mean, and I think in comics, it's even harder to do because one, yeah, you've got words, but all of that is dialogue. So there's other things you have to bring to this that play in the setting and all that, that you can't just put in a bubble somewhere. Like it's gotta be, it's gotta be present elsewhere in, in the medium. So I thought this was very well done in that respect. I was like, Oh, I get this tension. Like the political with all the professors and stuff coming back for the funeral and the and the mage who thought he was gonna end up being Dean and then got snubbed by the Oh yeah, that non-magic. Well, he's a but like, jerk. <laughs> but I like that they set that up. Like he comes in, does his thing, saves him from like the weird page demon, because Stephen being dumb isn't paying attention to his blood. You know, Just and like say, like, Oh, look at this guy. He clearly has the aptitude to be this Dean. And he clearly has animosity that he's not for this non-magic user who's and like... he clearly has an ego the size of Cleveland. Right. Huge. But, like, so but they set that up by the way he comes in and just, you know, abolishes the, the demon thing. Like, yeah. you can tell right off the bat, he thinks he's bigger than all this. Mm. He's deigning to show up because he's expecting he's going to get something and then he doesn't. Mm. For this guy who does not have the ability, obviously, because he's not a warlock mage or whatever. Well, hate on, hold on, don't hate on Dean Colby on that. He's, not, he's doing I the like, best he can. I like, I like, I like the fact that they put a non-magic user in such a position of power in this blended world of magic versus non. Like, mm-hmm. I actually really dig that. Um, and, I, would, uh, I would think that's a mistake though, because it's like, who, who am I going to put in charge? Of like the 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 big ass, you know, am I gonna put am I gonna put Professor X in charge of like all like the big stuff, or am I, am I gonna put like uh like 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 Rick Jones, you know, hey man, you go ahead and sit there and like you know commentate, being a couple of comic references on the side and stuff. But I mean, I, I I I really just kind of like that, and I think that one, I wish I had wa- I had read the previous because this is the first my first venture into Blackwood. Um, so I wish I had a little bit more context, but it makes me curious about that. So like it, it, it has baited me. I'm on the line. I'm on for the, I'm on, I'm really? on for it. Yeah. It got me. It got me. I'm not resisting anymore. Uh, <laughs> like it works. I mean, it does. It, it does. It's funny. It's funny how like, I did mention that earlier that the kids, they're all like obvious character arcs, but like they work in the story and and I don't mean that their character arcs like in a bad way like I meant like they were visibly recognizable so you already felt like you knew them Mm. so it it didn't take a lot of thought process on why they did some of the things they did because you go oh because they're that person that's that's fine and so like your logic works even if you haven't read the previous installment of the series it still kind of works and you understand what's happening and what's going on it feels very fleshed out like you do not feel like they don't know where this is going like the this team did a really good job of handling that i think no i concur i concur i was actually um i was very surprised when i read this i didn't think i would hate it but i didn't expect to like it as much as i did because it's not it doesn't seem like a story that's written for me you know i'm i'm in i'm in uh, older uh, person who's not really that into the occult stuff. So I thought this would just be another read. And instead, I found myself really 
not identifying with the characters, but just being interested in their story and its play out. So I, as a pleasant surprise, as a refreshing experience, I'm giving this a thumbs up. Same. Yeah, I agree. Um, same thumbs up. Um, also, I did one. like, yeah, like also I did really like how the, the, the acting Dean and how there they were all these like little like sticky notes where the old Dean's name was for the acting Dean's name, but also like little ways where he showed throughout the um, story that he was a good choice to replace because when it came to problem solving, he understood what needed to be done. I do like, so, like that was nice. Uh, the asides in this, that, that's a testament to the art, the asides in this of all the little bits in the artwork when you can actually pay attention to the panels. I love how yeah. this dude had like little commentaries for himself all over the place. And if you just pay attention to it, like one of my favorites is when he's, um, when they're actually at the funeral uh, for, uh, for the previous Dean, for Dean Ogden, and you see his to-do list and it's like, it's like to do, rest, to do, deal with this BS, to do, void, bowels <laughs> and then avoid Wentworth and then the panel expands and he's right next to Wentworth like ah you messed up dang it it was good it was good uh, little, little stuff like that I like when they throw in it's from Dark Horse Comics it's called uh, Blackwood The Morning After The Morning spelled M-O-U-R you look up Blackwood you'll see it and um, dude, by Evan Dorkin uh, art by um, uh, uh, Vanessa and Andy Fish and dude, it's a thumbs up for all of us. Check it out. Now, let's talk about not for broadcast. I'm gonna put up the like color bars and stuff. Uh, let's talk about not for broadcast. It's a new game from Tiny Build where you get to be in the editing hot seat. Man, do you want to give our listeners what not for broadcast brings to you? So I mean, so so going from the base game where literally you walk in to clean at this broadcasting station and you kind of get thrust into this position where you now have to man the news desk. Like you are manning the cameras, you are manning the, the edits, you are manning the sensors, you are, and there are all these mini games on this, on this board while you're watching like an interview happen or like, or a, like an interview for a movie or, you know, <laughs> like it's such a, it's, it's such a, 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 a tense experience. Because obviously here we are sitting here on the show, you know, and people don't see, they don't see how the sausage gets made. They just see the geek down all done, pristine and beautiful, but they don't realize how much work goes into production. Yeah, and all the bribing I got to do, you know, the smelting. I got people downstairs. I'm doing Indian burns, you know, got to get results. No, 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 no need to know about your backdoor deals. But, but this game really lets you kind of sit in that seat of, okay, well, you're going to get a random guy on the phone who's like, here's how you do this. Like, we're going to run through, like, a simple thing where I just need you to, like, edit carefully. Like, whoever's talking, have them be the mainframe. When they're both talking, pan out so you see all of it. Don't stay on the frame too long because that's boring as hell. Like, like it is really? giving you all this giving you all this tangible information on how to actually do pretty decent video production. Mm. So I'm like, mm, I should do that on my, on my YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. As a game, you know, and like, and there's a big clock because obviously like there are breaks in between these, these segments where you have to put in ad breaks and like, you have to hit that on time and you're being graded over the course of whatever the segment is. So like I, I jumped into the base game to have an idea of what to expect so that when I jumped into the telethon, which 
I'm I'm imagining that everyone who's watched this has has an idea of what a telethon is. I mean, they're very old hat. I don't think we see them. In the yeah, mirror. I haven't really seen a telethon in years. Yeah. Doesn't the Jerry Lewis one still happen every year, though? I think they do it for, like, symbolism? I don't know. Well, when's the last time you sat home and watched PBS on, like, network broadcast TV? I watch, watch PBS TV? all the time. So you be watching the Jerry Lewis telethon? And when you sit down with some popcorn? No, but I do watch someone, PBS. Watch some food juggling poodles? Or whatever they do and nowadays? Like the ki- like, especially, like, my kids, they don't have, um, like, any internet connected to, like, their TV or anything. So, like, that's all they watch is PBS in their room. Damn. Just 24 hours a day. Um, I'm trying to raise rogue scholars over there. It's like, there will be no TV in this house. I watched a lot of PBS growing up. That's why I'm so cultured now. You are very cultured. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna overlay the I'm gonna overlay the dick conversation y'all had before this show before the show today. Uh, okay, so talking about dicks is that's not cultured. I think no, that's no, 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 no. The specific conversation you had about dicks is what I want to emphasize. Right, there, we were talking about the the no, like, let, let's not go into it. issues. Has nothing to do with not for broadcast. Anyway, uh, so speaking of editing think, issues. In, in between all of the challenges that you are you are given as this fledgling video production person, um, there are also little subsets in the main game where you actually build out like your character. And I actually really like what they did with this because they they made the names like gender fluid. So like I think it's I think you're Alex and Sam like as your couple, and you've got two kids. So all and all of these names could be any and or all genders. So yep. like it, it could be it could be two daddies, it could be two mommies, it could be a mix. It don't matter. And you and you start building out these instances that are happening outside of the new station. And granted, like the stuff going on, like there's a there's a government subplot that's playing into the news that you are you know getting bits of through like cuts from you know from an ad break. You hear like two anchors talking about stuff. So you realize that, oh, things are not, not good. Things are getting really bad. I don't know how to feel about, you know, and like, you have to like fight the need to be like, I want to tell all the world that this government is bad and we have to stop them. They're doing horrible things. You got to maintain, you know, your butt on the line as well. Right, exactly. So like, it's like, how much do you, how much do you let happen versus how much do you not let happen? And how long does it, how long before you get caught? Okay. See, that's what I'm talking about, Shana. This, this is the world you got to understand. You know, the pressure that's involved in editing the geek down every day. You know, the world depends <laughs> on on whether or not this shot looks good. You know, it's, right. it's a real yeah. life. So, I mean, you about, are, are you saying there's shots I don't look good? I think you look good in every shot, but that's just me. Yeah, that, that's I impossible. Also, I, I don't understand. I think Amanda but... also looks gorgeous in every shot. Oh my god, thank you. Well, see, well, see Amanda got a cheat code. She got the hair going on. That's just like you know, she got she got like super flame power this is, going. This is this is day two hair. Like today landed so well. I'm very day happy. two hair is always the best. Like tomorrow, I'm like I hate my life, but that's not the point. <laughs> right? Day one, it's still too tight. Day yep. two, it's just loosened up. Just the best map. Day and three, day it's three, too loose. Six. Day four, you're like, shit, I need my scarf. Yeah, <laughs> scarf day. Absolutely. But um, so it was laid out on the telethon. So so it's it's a new chapter in, in this day, and I think it's about an hour, uh, hour bit of content. 
So you're still doing a whole lot of your stuff, but you're doing it with a telethon as your as your focal point. So like you have to keep all the shots entertaining. Like you you have to keep all this all these paces. You have to avoid interference and all this stuff. And like it it stressed me out. I was I was burnt out hardcore playing <laughs> playing this. I was just like I don't ever want to do this as a job. I don't. And like I pseudo do. But like for a TV show at like a station, no way. Like I would not want any part of this. And I mean, mind you, there's that government stuff is happening in tandem to the tele telephone. So like once again, you're fighting that urge, you know, to be the status quo or not. So like I struggled with that a little bit. <laughs> but it was fun for like a hot moment until my anxiety kicked in. <laughs> like, I feel like as soon as my anxiety kicked in, I would have like just, just like, let everybody oh, know what was going on and say, you know what, let's just watch it. Zoom in on this guy who was doing this weird. I think at one point there's like this act with a dude in a monkey suit, and like the guy just starts like screaming, and I'm just like, yeah, let's just kind of. Well, I mean, hey, you know, you got to give the people what they want, and the people want the monkey. They came for the monkey. I mean, they'll stay. They'll stay for the. They'll stay for the little dying girl, but they want that monkey. Right, it's like, we, we will give money to help, but you must entertain us first. Entertain us! <laughs> Are you not entertained? Yo, there was a lot of this that brought back a lot of memories for me. Believe it or not, I have done this style of editing. Um, I've been... Oh, man. Yeah, I've been in the video game a long, long time. And long before you had your... I mean, I'm not going to make it sound too, like, archaic, because... I was in like programs as a kid where you learn how to edit and you lose the dual decks and you learn how to, you know, enter into an editing bay and not feel completely overwhelmed and stuff with all this analog ass equipment where you're changing cassettes. But also when I got into it professionally, we already had software at our disposal. So this takes you back to the days where there was no software. It was all manual, manual, which I have a little experience in. Um, and yeah, dude, this game is, is painfully accurate. So Amanda, you know, <laughs> oh, <man>. yo. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was it's just, just like, mm, no, no, thank I you. Know. Yeah. I don't know if I would want to play a game that has everyone sounding so pained. No, I oh, loved it. it. I loved it. Oh, oh it was so dude. damn fun. I mean, I mean don't get me okay, wrong. You, like, you might want to illustrate that point. <laughs> anxiety was real, but like because you you want to do so well. And like and at one sure. point you you learn censoring because you got you got a couple of guys who just can't not swear you know so like the guy teaches you like hey you're gonna hear it you gotta mark it you know and like and you want to hit that button at the right time and mm. like the and the few times you don't like you just see the, the other person's face the anchor's face just like sorry about that language everybody like it's like ooh, it makes me like, feel for pat when i sit on this show and i'm like i'm not cursing and then a curse falls out and i'm like yeah. Editing that could have been censored, and he's got to do it in post production. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, I do. I don't have so the beat button on here. I mean, recognize we should respect, just get one. Bad respect, Pat. <laughs> After this particular instance in this game, I was like, I feel really bad because I I set him up all the time. <laughs> but Thank I did you. enjoy it with the anxiety involved. I did enjoy it. I found I found the game engaging. I actually kind of like this pseudo impressive you know uh authoritative government kind of coming in and slowly starting to weave its way through the news and i was like oh i'm like and i imagine that's probably what it's for like for actual news stations maybe in a particular way i don't know 
I, 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 it's been about 20 years since I've done, since I've had to deal with the government for live TV. Uh, they're uh, they're a little more after the fact. They won't come in to your face and say, "No, we're controlling this." They'll just like you know take you out your bed at night. <laughs> so I enjoyed the telethon immensely. Um, I was, was very surprised at how uh, realistic the actual gameplay was uh, in accordance to doing that job for real. Like we're a long ways past that where most of the um, the uh, uh, duties that you performed in the game to keep the broadcast running smoothly uh, are automated. Um, several of them are done with software. There's more than a two second delay, which people would learn over time. Um, uh, culminating in the Super Bowl of 2000, 2000, 2001, the big nip slip. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. So like, most people one. didn't oh. even see it, which is the hilarious thing about no, the whole scandal. the thing that yeah. pisses me off about that, ooh, nip slip, she can't ever perform at the Super Bowl. They let Justin Timberlake Just come Timberlake back. Timberlake came He don't want to expose the nip. titty. Right? He the one who messed up and caused her titty to be exposed. That's right. <laughs> it was and his hand, and yet that he hand did has been at the Super but, Bowl. But we, we blame the titty and not the person who exposed it. Exposed it. Right. Because it's if backwards. he had, because because the patriarchy that nipple is the one, on our neck, that nipple is the one that had the giant sun nipple ring. If he had had a big sun tattoo on his hand that he got, nobody would have cared. It, then, nobody would have cared. I don't know. I'm trying but to justify. There's just, so many I'm, reasons why nobody would have cared. I'm trying to justify because I like Justin Timberlake, but People not for broadcast a telethon. Yo, hold on, hold on. I don't hate him, but still, he owed. He did owe Janet an apology though. Yes, he did. He threw her ass under the bus. Yes, he did. But in not for broadcast, yo, this host, I, I, I really put it, I really applaud the actors in this because they were phenomenal and hilarious. Every one of those commercials was spot on. Actual like footage because obviously this team literally had to record all of these sub segments. So like none yeah. of this was like generated, like animated or anything. This was all real live actors having to do all of this stuff. And I mean, um, I don't know if either of you ever played Her Story, but it gave me big Her Story vibes with the live footage that you kind of have to like navigate and possibly manipulate depending on the situation. So like, it sat really, it sat really well with me personally. Yeah, totally, dude. It's just the 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 That's effort that went into the comedy. The, the there's definitely improvisation. You can feel it. And then when it gets real, those moments where it gets really real, like there was this movie um, that came out. I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, uh, called Time Code. And it's one of the few movies that's ever been shot real time. And it's with, uh, it's with Salma Hayek, a lot of famous people. Uh, the premise of the movie is it's done in one take. The entire movie is just one take all the way through. No editing tricks, that no nothing. That must have and sucked when someone isn't, that, isn't that essentially what 1917, I think it was 1917 movie, was all one continuous take throughout the entire movie? Like, Dunkirk. It came out last year. You're talking about Dunkirk, yeah. Dunkirk was that idea, that concept, but had a couple of a couple of places you can see where they cheated it. This was a movie that they shot in one take, and you can see that because it's called Time Code. You watch the entire Time Code. And oh. then... And then to get the different, like, yeah, to get the different, like, you know, reacting stuff, they shot it four times. And you watch the interaction and stuff because the, it's following in just the way we have the geek down and each of us is on a different screen. The entire movie shows you those four screens at a time. Oh, 
Okay. Yeah, it's it's deep, but that's the near that's the closest thing I can equate this game to because you see all four and you have to switch between and get the most appropriate, and that's what the actors would have had to have done, which they did, and it came out beautifully because you hate the host of this. He's such <laughs> a douche. And those oh, I felt bad for those dancers. This dude ah. sitting there like He's like, he's like, come on. We all know she has the best legs. That's what people came to see. That's what I'm like, yo, dude, you are on live TV. But you know, but oh. it's really funny because I feel like those type of instances mm -hmm. clearly do happen. Oh yeah. They do. Like, and the fact that I like that they're like, oh no, we're playing this up so that you realize that the magic and the glitz and glams of TV, it's far more ugly than it is beautiful. You're just seeing all the best things. Yes, but dude, it was beautiful. And the game throws you mini games, mini games. The game throws you a lot of tasks to do add one. So it's not like you, you would think you're sitting there and just switch one, switch two, switch one, switch Camera three, one. switch one, commercial Sweeping, break. Shot, back yeah, up, you know, it's, it's not shot. like that. Yeah, <laughs> switching the audio in, watching the sensor, uh, waiting for the sensor button, and then, and then the commercials and the coming back in, and then the satellite feed. I mean oh that, that that that's 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 purely a game mechanic. Oh but that, that's that's that interference. <laughs> Wait, did they get like, you? I, I think the first time that I played through that, I didn't realize I was moving the dish, so I was so focused on the small bar, mm -hmm. you know. And then later, my husband's like, "You didn't realize you're, that's moving, right?" I'm like, "I'm not looking over there. I have to watch this screen right here. I ain't oh. got time to see this." So like, there's all these things that are happening around you that you, you want to have really good peripherals so that you can have that full scape of what's happening around you. Cause that's kind of the, the premise of the story is that there's more to it than this. Yes. There's and I, and uh, like things going on on the side. If they could, if, if, if you had a, a widescreen option, I think that might actually uh, help. Cause a lot of people have more than one screen that are playing right. this game. So if you could have your actual full purview uh, and have all that visible, it may make the game a more engaging experience. I mean, um, I, instead I still of, found it very engaging, even though I, I had limited viewership. But yeah, like, I'm not. I'm not playing. It's not. Big one, and you have a curved screen. Like I actually think a curved screen would probably bring that immersion in just a little bit. Mm. But this was this was fun. I enjoyed it, no matter how uh, anxiety riddled I became. With yeah. That clock. It brought it, it brought back some memories, dude. It really did. And the thing is, like, I'm in the game. Uh, like, oh, no, no, the better thing to do would be here, but that's not, that's not, that's not what the game wants to do, but I'm like, oh, well, realistically, no, you go to the three shot, because you go to the three shot, and then you can actually see them preparing to interact, and then you go back to the two, and then you switch back, and then, like, okay, he nods, now back. Okay, now she nods, now back. Now you go here to cover, because this guy's picking his no, I'm like, this is, no, this is how I would do it. Well, and I, maybe they thought I, about I flashbacks. or not, where, like, they, I think it'd be great if they had some type of trial where, like, maybe the player could make different types of choices and be rewarded for things that actually look better. Mm. Like, you, like, you have a knowledge set that allows you to be like, oh, no, like, I wouldn't do that in a professional stance. I wouldn't do it that way. Like, mm. but in this game, it's clearly there's a thing they want you to do at this particular time, regardless of whether or not in the real context of the profession it would work. Oh, I actually, actually would like to see them bring a little more immersion into the fact that, like, oh no, like, let's let's actually build a skill set here, like a little bit. Yes, kids, are you ready to work? <laughs> are you ready? Are you ready to work? And are you ready to work in live broad live broadcast public access?
uh, 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 analog editing, well, we got the well, game for you. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, and, there, and there's a niche for that type of game. Like, there are, there are games out there that are programming games that actually teach you how to program and think like it's a true, programmer and engineer. And some people love it. My husband eats that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I mean, I don't get it. And I'm like, this just sounds like work to me. I can't even figure out it, assembly. So you're, you're, you're not, not wrong, me, though. Okay, thanks. Like, there's a niche for it. So, like, I bet there's somebody out there who has your knowledge that is like, I would really like to actually, like, show this game what would actually happen. Like, I think, there, I think there's, a, there's a vein for that somewhere. You're, uh, you're, you're absolutely right, which is kind of a problem because I'm wondering if the game itself, like the appeal, I always had a good time playing it, but would that just appeal to the nostalgia? Because it is a lot more tedious than editing, standard digital editing is today. And I have, I've, I've had that experience where part of the fun I had, for the, I, I generally had fun playing this, but part of that was because I was flashing back to uh, knowledge that I had. Oh yeah, I learned this and people don't really do this anymore. So it was fun to get back into that, you know, is the nostalgia, the driving force behind the enjoyment. So if it wasn't set in the 1980s or actually the telethon set in like the 50s, the 50s um, yeah. if it wasn't, yeah, if it wasn't a retro, uh, like a retro game set in the past, would there really be a game here? You know, would I there actually, really be? I actually thing? kind of think that in that, in that context, probably not. Because mm. editing now, production video production now is completely different. Mm. I feel like to make it to make it viable for now, it would have you'd have to build in the elements that people are used to now. And I don't think, you know, you know, clicking a bar, moving a mouse, you know, programming like a, a hotkey or whatever would be nearly as engaging as physically having to navigate a board of some a bay. Or of some sort. So, like, I think you're right. I think there's a nostalgia factor for those who've experienced it that will gravitate towards this more than people who do not do it in the traditional way. Yeah, no, case in point, Shannon could, could not look less interested. I mean, take you and I, for example, like, you have the experience of actually being in that space and doing that work with that type of, you know, machinery, mm. and I do not. But I still found some. I still found something engaging about it. Paying like paying my homage and respects to those who sat in chairs and did this. Well, not exactly this because these are some of these are like game games. But like understanding the the nuance that the game is trying to to give you and put upon you. So like a lot of respect for that. And I mean the fact that they made it fun and engaging so that I could be like, oh, I could I could see this pie and be like, oh, okay, here's this little sliver that I understand now. The more I know, star across the sky, like <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, and then um, you got to edit that in while you make sure the satellite is still pointed in the right direction, and then the sound oh, bite comes F, in, and then the host F stops that swearing. Satellite, F it all the way. <laughs> Dude, this, this game is a thumbs up for me. This was it was it was a good time, it. and with the caveats that we just mentioned, because I think a lot of my uh, a lot of my enjoyment, a lot of my positive experience did come from the nostalgia factor. But I mean. Maybe that's just, maybe I'm just the specific audience. So it's a thumbs up for me uh, with that in mind. I liked it a lot. I'm, I'm going to go back and play some more. I hope so. Like, You've I, got multiple I, versions at your disposal. Yes, I do. So, mm. <laughs> so but yeah, I'm, go I'm going back. I liked it. Right. And you may have even swayed Shayna. Sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your, your tone tells me otherwise. <laughs> All right, so now let's talk about, oh, 
The game is called Not for Broadcast, the Telethon. It's available now from Tiny Build. And, I mean, dude, it's if you're interested in editing or never really been interested in editing, but just like a good, fast-paced game, which I know, believe it or not, old-school editing, fast-paced, the game keeps you busy. It doesn't sound like it would gel, but it, it does in this context. Give, yeah. it, give, it a, give it a go. Give it a shot. Worst-case scenario, not for you, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. All right, now we're going to talk about Get Duped. We're not sick. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> we'll be here forever. But we're talking about Get Duke. This is the new movie on Amazon Video about three boys who, actually, take sorry, about four boys, three friends, and an other who set out on the Duke's, the, is it the Duke's Challenge? The yeah. Duke of Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Thank you. The Duke of Edinburgh's Challenge, where pretty much they just dropped off in the middle of the, in the middle of the Highlands and have to make their way across country to the coast on foot basically a, a long ass hike through some actually treacherous territory which seemed a little more dangerous than you should just throw some high school kids into um... with yeah, well hold on I, I, I was a, i was a boy scout i know that I, I and and they never they never just dropped us off in the middle of nowhere i mean no weapons no how, nothing how old were you so, when you were a boy scout uh, maybe, I, I, I may have been uh between the ages of eight and 18 so you know that Span. Well, like, I mean, fair. These yeah, these like, aren't like really young children. They're not. This is true. But I mean, they will. They will <laughs> well, the premise of this of the, of the of the movie is these are three kids, three delinquents, and one dude who genuinely wants to be there, and they're taking part in this. It's kind of like a rite of passage challenge. So, yeah. you know, it looks good on college essays, which is why the one kid who's an overachiever wants to be there. But essentially, we find out this has kind of become where schools just drop off their delinquents who are like, this is your final strike. If you make it through this, we'll, you know, we'll expunge your record. We're you not, can continue. We're not going to expel you if you make it through this. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like, which makes you wonder shot. if the, the schools are in on it. Oh, I didn't, well, like, I didn't, kinda, I didn't even think about that. Me, it kind of gave me Battle Royale-ish vibes a bit. Because like, and there's the nuance about the the tech, the the contextual of what this challenge was, what was happening on these challenges. Mm -hmm. Like, I love all the subtle payoffs. Like, you know, if you're not paying attention to the setting, you're clearly gonna miss all of those missings. Like, no one, no one looked at that. No one thought, wow, there's a lot of people go missing up here. Maybe we shouldn't have this challenge here. Like, but no. So it's like, I think the schools are kind of on it because, I mean, they're blatantly not hiding the fact that people are going missing. You know, so like... No, they mention it. Yeah. I I think in actual (laughs) real life, people do get lost in the Highlands quite often because it is, it's just like all this sprawling on, like, rocky, prairie escalant. Yeah, like... It's kind of a place where people get lost. It would make sense that these you know, these youths who don't really do outdoorsy things would theoretically get lost up Oh there. my god, were they dumb when they first arrived? Oh my god. They <laughs> They're not familiar so... with the Highlands. They're these random no, kids No, no, but they the were city. dumb. One of them tried to light a poo on fire. Well, okay, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that's they're how he scholars, got saying. From, Like, that's how he got expelled from school. Like, I love that they all build up on it. It's like, he recorded a video in front of a burning house. This guy tried to light up his shit. This guy, like, it's all simultaneously in the same event. Really, all- one of them caused the fire, and then they all took on responsibility right. for it. Right. Like, you know, and then, and then you get that street cred. Well, no, because they're friends. And, like, 
and she realizes they don't have any other friends but each other. Yeah, and also they got to get that street cred. Come on now, my man. Well, I mean, oh, man. Yeah. Okay, okay, so. DJ Beat Root. DJ Beat Root. <laughs> okay let's talk let's talk about let's talk about the individual kids because each of them had it was first of all the acting in this was spot on i love the kids uh dynamic between each I other mean, and i love how you get to see wait you don't think they were like no like, just in real life i know they're not children like the dude who played duncan looked like he was like my age oh okay well okay you can't say that you are notorious for, for being carted at places and looking far younger than you actually are. And anyone who doesn't know to our listeners, Shayna is yeah, 49 gotta, years old okay? <laughs> and, still looks, and still looks like she's pushing 16. So just putting that out there. I'm not, I am not 49, <laughs> but yeah, no, I am very much an adult. Yep. Um, uh, the, the different personality types were, it was fun to see them interact with each other. It was fun to see them presented the way they were on screen. And the concept of the of the movie is if they complete this task, then their uh, records are expunged and they can continue in their education. They can graduate, they can go on to lead lives and they just want to continue on and lead very simple lives. But one dude has aspirations of working in a fish factory. You know, I, mean, I don't dude... know if it's so much aspirations or he's just accepted what reality is. Yeah, he's well, just I'm... accepted that that's the, the role that he will most likely just go to. He's like, when I'm just going to live with my dad and pack fish until I die. Well, I'm trying to make it seem a little less bleak because that was like kind of, it was, think, kind, it was kind of bleak the way it was presented. Kind of the point. Like, I think there was this expectation that you see these kids who, like, you see them as degens, like they're clearly, you know, wandering aimless and through the course of this movie, get purpose and direction through mm. come heck or high water. Right, yeah. <laughs> like and just like you know, connecting with each other. Right. And All right. So how does that actually how does that actually play out? Because man, they want to give us your impressions. So so the pacing, like I loved the pacing throughout the movie. It had me from the beginning, and I know that the beginning seemed relatively slow. And but once they got up to the highlands, I was like, oh no, this is where all the hijinks start right here. And like, and they were kind of playing playing off my expectations because I already kind of had the sense that this was going to be kind of like a battle royale meets comedy kind of fusion. So like they kept teetering between, you know, like a random shot of all of them in front of the missing board and no one really paying attention to that. And then conveniently this random dude just standing on this hillside, like, what's in up? In the distance. Right. Like, they're like, oh no. And then like, you know, ooh, at one point, uh, there's one of the, one of the characters thinks he's hard and is like gonna be a rapper and like is always talking all this smack and like his friends like let him talk because that's their friend they support him but you know that they don't they don't believe him like they know that yeah. that's not his life but they're letting him have that fantasy and yeah, um, let your boys show out that's all right yeah. but like at, at one point like <laughs> you got him and like he's in all white he brings up Poncho, and I'm like, oh, you sheltered boy. Like, right. you brought a Poncho to protect your all-white gear that you thought would be a good idea to, to wear up there. In and the woods, you know, you in the woods, you in the mountains. During survival training, yes. Yeah. Right. You're pristine, and I love how he's walking through. Like, you're all everyone's white. like, you're holding up the team. He's walking through, like, come on, man, and carry like, me over this bug. And then the one who, like, lights the poo on fire, like, has a pair of shoes because they he knew that he would do something like that. So he's like, just use these shoes. And like, he's like, I can't wear these. And mind you, those are not inexpensive boots, right? So like, mm. there's this- How about? 
Duncan didn't bring those boots. He did they not bring those boots. Was, yes, I was like, like these boots. Yeah, because there's a very boots. interesting pan over that happens after they drop those boots. Right, you right, you you see something, you're like, oh. Yeah, oh. visually, like, this was a very interesting movie because like, they had a like lot literally of side shots. The game's afoot. Mm -hmm. A lot yes. of those side shots give you a, an illusion to what's actually happening here. Yeah, and what's happening here is this is not just three. This is not just four kids on an excursion. This is a not not a horror movie, but this is uh, definitely a suspense it film. Though. It did that have elements of have a horror, horror movie, um, but this is a suspense film with these three kids that's rife with comedy. We follow their escapades, and there's something more sinister going on. And when we meet, um, I don't know what you actually call them because they weren't given names uh, like you know the hunters or the, the Duke. You know, that, that's the Duke like, and the yeah, we'll just call them the Duke and yeah, Duchess because that's the like, closest. Literally that the, in the credits, that's how they're credited. Yeah, they're, they're oh, Duke then perfect. Credits, yeah. Okay, then the Duke and Duchess are hunting these kids, and then the local cops who are very inept. Oh my. Oh my god, our, I love our, our, Did anybody love else recognize cops. who the female cop was? She looked no. familiar, but I I couldn't she place. She was in Game of Thrones. She played Lysa Aaron. Oh, okay. That's not that's not what okay. I Okay, I know exactly who she is. Oh my god. Yo, look at recognition on Amanda's face. You just you just lit up her world. Clearly like, ah! you did not watch Game of Thrones. I'm not a Game of Thrones fan, but I've watched enough BBC stuff and uh uh, uh Oh she's in a lot of stuff. Like, I, I, I loved the whole, like, I'm technically calling the cop pop plot like a C-plot, because, like, you've got overall contextual, you know, survival gone horribly wrong. That's, right. And then, you know, and then you've kind of got, you know, this character study of the characters, and then you've got inept cops, you know, wanting and dreaming of bigger and better things, knowing that the best they will ever get from them is figuring out who stole all the bread. Bread. I mean, yo, to me, that would be a serious thing to figure out. It is. Bread. Who stole like, all the bread? Like, you took all the ciabatta? Like, really? <laughs> I can't. Like, like, the fact that the superintendent comes through and she's like, this is the biggest it will ever get up here. Yo, Nothing yeah, I wanted to... Here. <laughs> I'm just like, yo, there's real crime happening. And she just came to get in your face. Look, you're nothing. You're never gonna be anything. Your life is not. Your life is is, is well, banal. Well, to be fair, all the dead. stuff that was on that board, she was right. It was all crap. Right. It's yeah. true, but motivate your people. You don't tell them. Uh, uh, wow. But I mean, I I love an I love inept cops getting up to shenanigans. Like it it brings me back to like Hot Fuzz a little bit where they played it fairly serious. What you call it? the um the woman who played the superintendent was in Hot Fuzz. So like I was like oh it tingles all those like, <laughs> notes and it balanced so well and I mean granted you're right the comedy was stellar like any moment that it seemed like it was gonna get way too serious one something of the kids ridiculous. would say something or do something and it would just. Go Usually Duncan. Usually well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I, 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 I want to point out that I, I love the running gags in this, and there were several, and they all came back and paid off spectacularly, including DJ B. Oh, my God, the fork. Naturally. Include, yes, I was just getting to that. It's like, the fork. My favorite <laughs> like, line. My favorite line in this is this one kid keeps bringing up this for, his fork. He has a fork. Everyone else has it's stuff. Properly he has a sharp. fork. And then at Are one moment, sharp? It's just the thing you have to listen for in, like, one of the big final confrontations. And then the Duke just goes, ah, damn, that fork is proper shot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. 
Uh, it's just a lot of that keeps coming back. I liked it. That makes for an enjoyable film, which I didn't expect to. It's just a movie about three random British kids in the in the in the, in the Highlands. Like, I'm like, why would I ever really get into this? But it's a movie with Eddie Izzard. It's on Amazon, so it's a fine. I'll get. There's some hip hop. Maybe I'll hear a couple of funky tracks. You know and then they break off farmers. Then you see farmers in the trailer, and I'm like, oh lord, what have I gotten myself into? And then I it turns out to be surprised. hilarious because those farmers were dope. farmers. Yo, the four. Oh, another Game of Thrones actor, Commander Mormont, <laughs> was the farmer in the tractor. That dude. He's like, yes. <laughs> He's like, yes, beetroot. I've, I've, I've farmed it. To, 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 to it's vegetable. a lovely crop. It's a lovely I, love, crop. I love that they paid attention to the rule of three. Like, if you saw it in the first, like, they made sure it paid off in each of the thirds of the movie. So, like, you know, you. Beetroot gives him the CD, and the next time they see the tractor, he's listening. He's to listening it. to it, and then later on, he is now giving it to all the other farmers. Who right, like all the farmers. How about also Beetroot's rapping doesn't get good until he starts being genuine about himself and his circumstances, which is funny. Good character development there. I loved it a lot. Like he's like, I just want to tell you what I've been experiencing right now, and I'm like, oh no, this is actually going to be tight for like a hot minute. I'm so ready. Yeah, it was. I was like, oh, this works. This works. And I'm like, all right. I was like, because like, before oh. it was shite. That's the point, right? Like, that's the whole point. And I, mean, like, and I mean, we haven't really even talked about the fourth in the mix because we have these three these three guys who have banded together. They're bros. Just the just you know, three bellends that spend time together. It's pretty much like the in-betweeners, except I think it's one less because I think the in-betweeners, it was four already. So, like, this was like... You know, in-betweeners like plus one. So you have Ian, who is like kind of, you know, homeschooled, sheltered, you know, is doing this challenge because it will look good on his, on his. And because his mother his college, wants. College applications. And because and his, his mother wants him to make friends. Because right. that was literally the letter she wrote. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like you see all their like records, all the stuff that they did. And it's like, my son is so great, but he has no friends or social skills. <laughs> you gonna tell him that? How you gonna, how you gonna put, his, put him out there like that? I mean, he didn't like, have any friends. Yeah, but still. Or know you how know, to relate to other kids. And you know how you set him up not to get any friends? You, to you, you write and then publicize a letter like that. Well, nobody else saw it with the teachers. One. Yeah, like, who outed a- him? Who outed Yo, that teacher. I laugh my ass off oh. in such an, such an impossibly wrong way. But it's just like, oh, well, he's just dead now. Yeah. I, yeah, I love I love how you know the whole time. So going back to Ian because Ian is the other like he is by the book wants to do everything right. Like is not like he's trying so hard. Mm. Like he he wants there to be bonding, but doesn't know how to like do it without compromising who he is for it. And for a while, he ethics and such. Yeah, right. Like he's like, oh no, I I ingested this thing. I was dog. I was doused. Against my will, I didn't know. <laughs> it's just like, like Jesus, like, dude, it's just weed. Calm down. Calm down. Calm it down. And I mean, but you see his kind of transformation and be like, oh, this is what, you know, unity is like. This is what camaraderie is like. You know, and then granted, like, I think at one point he gets abducted by the Dukes and, like, the guys leave him in the lurch. And he's all like, you guys left me. He's like, well, we had to leave you. Leave you. Save to you. save you. <laughs> so, like, here we are. <laughs> like, like, that is not how logic works, but in the concept, it makes sense for this 
for this movie. Mad that it made sense. I'm right. mad that it made sense, but it was it was on point. Yo, the movie's called Get Duke. I I mean we've we've kind of gone back and forth about what we liked, and like, there's very little really, I, I I didn't like personally. I thought it was just really well acted. Well, I like that it was well constructed too. Like you you mentioned yeah. the rule of three. That, that, exactly, it shows yeah. you things that come back, and it's all very coherent. And it's easy for a movie like this not to be, you know. Um, it could it comes, just be zany for itself. It could right, be. exactly. But it wasn't. It was very well done. Nice mm-hmm. book ends. Everything paid. Everything that was displayed got paid off. Yes. And it didn't like, feel like, all, oh, we have to fill this in now, so we'll do it here. It all felt very natural. But there were a in lot of like, yeah, there were a lot of callbacks to jokes from earlier in the movie, later in the movie, and it worked. Like the the connection works. Like you're never like, oh. This joke didn't I mean, land, yeah. but they I, always I, do. I got to give this a thumbs up. It was a yeah, very good too. time for me. Um, I liked the writing was clever. The soundtrack, even the soundtrack. I may uh, check out some DJ beat root cuts. You know, we'll see. <laughs> like there was uh, some actual like UK rap in it in the background, in it, and it was actually pretty good. I don't know who it was, but I'm, I'm willing now to look up and see who it was, just because yeah. you know it, it was good mu- mood music for what was going on. So I'm curious how it stands by itself. But I'll, like, I also really... like how, also like how at, ra- at random points, uh, run the jewels kicks up. At the most banal moments, <laughs> like, the, the, the cops are the cops are on the entirely wrong path, They're investigating some renegade rabbit poop, and then you hear "woo!" Step into the light. Anyways, it, it's it seems like this is a thumbs up from all of us. Um, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Yeah. And uh, Shay, yeah, thumbs up. All right, uh, and the movie's called Get Duke. It's available now on Amazon Video. Highly recommended. Surprising and refreshing, uh, refreshing watch. But we are out of time, y'all. I want to thank you all for joining us for another action-packed, fun-filled episode. I want to thank Shana Shea. Bye, guys. I want to thank Amanda Panda. You're welcome. Hi. And, man, I want to give the listeners a, uh, a quick heads up on where they can find you. Yeah, so when you don't see me here every other Tuesday on The Geek Down, you can catch me moderating my sister's stream on Wednesdays on Twitch at 7 p.m. And then if you want to see my beautiful face and watch me play games, you can catch me on Twitch on Fridays at 7 p.m. Right now, Ooh. I'm playing The Last of Us Part Two, but that may change. <laughs> cool. What are those URLs? Uh, blackandpat.com is our website. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of it's Black and Pat. And obviously for Twitch, it's twitch.tv slash Black and Pat. Word. All right. And I'll remind you all, if you heard anything on this show you want to chime in on, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com or just go to the website and hit us up. You can go to geek-down.com or you can go to villains.wtf and see all of our shows and all of our hijinks and shenanigans online. We'll catch you all next week right back here. Same bad time, same bad channel. But until then, be excellent to each other. Peace!